Hello, hello. Welcome to the Mountaineer Sports Insider Podcast. This is Luke Blaine alongside Tanner Lambert. Not quite alongside him today. This is the first time we're doing this remote, so sorry if there's any issues with that. How you doing, Tanner? Oh, I'm great. The weather in uh, Fairbanks, Luke, let me tell you, it's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> yeah, very I'm, warm. Yeah, very I'm letting warm him. time up here in Alaska. Yeah, I'm letting him uh, use my vacation home right now. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh god that's good that's good that's a, this yeah, might that uh, might be the greatest running joke we'll ever come up with yeah i, I don't know it, it, i mean uh, what you've done with the place is absolutely astounding yeah. you know i know <laughs> that you uh have the polar bear rug that you got done yes exactly up. it's fantastic as you walk into the, the I, into the big open foyer right? I, I wrestled it and killed it with my bare hands <laughs> then i oh, that's man. just the that's raw good. skin yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Or, for sure, it's great. Kind of feel weird making that joke. I don't know if polar bears are endangered or not. Are they? No. Did you know that polar bears have uh, black skin and white fur, though? Oh, wow. Do you also know they yeah. enjoy a good Coca-Cola? Right. Oh, yeah, I did know that. They make them up there with Santa Claus. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we just had a pretty eventful week in Mountaineer Sports. Last weekend was a little bit rough across the board, honestly. Yeah, I think that's it. Well, I, I don't know if I quite agree with you there. Um, the West Virginia women's basketball team did, did get the upset. They beat Iowa State at home on Saturday in that's a great true. effort. Um, but other than that, I guess I could get there with you maybe. Uh, the men's basketball team, obviously, on Saturday down in Austin was not able to do what uh, many Mountaineer faithful were hoping um, and then Monday night in Waco against Baylor uh, kind of went a little bit similar, although not quite as bad in the final score margin. Um, but but that women's basketball win over Iowa State, uh, I, I think that that felt pretty good for the women. Um, and, and I called that game right on U92 with Tanner Mounts, and, and they, they were they were very very good in, in that game. Um, and, and they made a lot of things happen, which was really nice to see after a three game losing skid coming into that one. To be able to bounce back in the way they did against Iowa State, uh, seventy-three uh, to sixty, that that was a good good win, uh, in my opinion. Um, they were able to handle handle business at home, and that's the second ranked win they have at home this season. They've defended the Coliseum very well this season in the first year under Coach P, and they're continuing uh, to to come on strong here at the end of the season now. Um, Overall, that got them back to six and six in the conference, and then they're able to win against Kansas at home in a very, very tight one on yes. Wednesday nights. So Another seven and six in the conference, sixteen and eight overall, but at home, eleven and two. That's no joke, Luke. Yes, absolutely. And you know, want to hang on and talk about that game too with the win over Kansas. What a game! I mean, sixty-two, sixty final. Mountaineers come into the game without. Jayla Hemingway, Kylie Blackston, and they still find a way to pull it through. Player, players like Kaya Watson stepped in. You know, Isis yeah. Bay had a pretty good night. Yeah, and, you know, Isis Bay is a player that some of us over on the sports staff at United 2 have been calling to get more minutes. She plays 28 minutes uh, in the game against Kansas there on Wednesday. She's 5 of 9 from the floor, 1 of 1 from beyond the arc, and 2 of 4 at the free throw line with 7 boards. Uh, and 13 points. I, I'm going to take that every day of the week from her. 
Um, that, that that's an awesome effort out of the redshirt sophomore, and she's a physical presence at six foot three down underneath. That that is definitely going to be a matchup issue, uh, and when she's in the game, and I think we're going to start to see even more of her. Um, we know Messiah Hunter also went down in that game, unfortunately. Um, so this Mountaineer team is becoming a little bit injured here at the end of the year. Not the time you won't see injuries whatsoever. If there ever is a time, it's definitely not now as you're starting to get to the end of the season here. And then you're going to go to Kansas city into the big 12 conference tournament. Um, you don't want injuries right now. Uh, however, you know, we, we know that the guards and JJ and Maddie are both very good. Danny Nichols and Sarah Bates as well. Um, and then you're right. Guy Watson, she has had a awesome stretch of games here. Three of five from beyond the arc, uh, against Kansas on Wednesday, she added 14 herself. Uh, Maddie had 17, JJ had, or sorry, excuse me, JJ had six. So JJ had an off night and they're still able to win. Um, and that's something they haven't been able to do a lot during the season, right? They've had to uh, rely on JJ and Maddie and then maybe one player off the bench is able to come in or one of the other starters is able to come in and add 10 or 12. We've seen Jayla Hemingway do that quite a few times. Um, but, but now you're not going to have that option for the foreseeable future with Jayla Hemingway uh, being hurt and then Kylie Blackston as well. So now you're going to look for other areas uh, to, to spread the ball around and try to get points elsewhere. Um, 62 points is not the best offensive output. But if you hold the other team to 60 and you're able to win, then it doesn't matter, right, Luke? Yes, absolutely. And I think that's a good place to be is holding them to 60. I think that puts you in a good spot to, you know, get the offense going. You know, if you're giving up 70, 80 points, you put yourself in a much harder position because you have to keep up with that. And we've seen at times this Mountaineer team just fails to score for pretty significant pretty significant stretches in the game and well, it, it happened in that game against kansas too i mean the final five minutes they really didn't have a field goal that they made and they had to just hang on and try to hold out and they did um and, and really quick speaking of that defense allowing 60 that's what they allow this iowa state team to come in and do who was scoring the most in the league at the time uh and they allowed them to just 60 as well so two straight opponents held to 60 and that leads to two straight wins and so if they're going to be able to continue to do that, then I don't see why this team can't continue to win games, especially once they get into this postseason. Yes, exactly. And you look at the stats at the end of the game. So Quinterly only had six. Right. And, you know, she's done more than enough to help this Mountaineer team during the season. But I think that's something we've talked about is whenever – Smith and Quinterly. Smith, by the way, hit several milestones in that game. I can touch on that in a second. Um, but we've always talked about it. Whenever Quinterly and Smith aren't clicking, this team usually struggles. Mm-hmm. And I think this game could be a real turning point for them because they finally had other players step up and really help the team out. Kyle Watson, Isis Bay, you know? Both yeah. 13 from Bay, 14 from Watson. That's huge. I mean, I think that is just so important to this team's development is that we finally have other players stepping in whenever Quinterly or Smith. Smith didn't have an off night at all. She finished with 17. So, yeah, five of 10 from beyond the arc, too. So, yes, uh, a absolutely. Lot of coming from beyond, beyond the three point uh-huh. line. Yes, absolutely. And Smith in that game. She hit career milestones of 300 career rebounds, 400 career-made field goals, 
500 career assists, and it was her 130th start. So, I yeah, mean, you know, have a just, night, just a Maddie Smith. Night, just a regular night for Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> she is. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's really awesome to see. Uh, really quick, though, too, about Kaya and Isis. Between the two, they added 13 boards. So, that that's not bad either. Uh, half the team's rebounds between the two players there um, who, who are going to see a lot of minutes down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to the men really quickly. Um, not not great, Luke. Uh, no. Not, not what you wanted to really see. Really rough weekend. Yeah. Uh, and Austin, I mean, that game takes two minutes to talk about with what happened. Yeah. Um, it, it was one where they could have added a really nice resume win, right, and they just weren't able to. Um, it, it was a tough game. Got behind early, was not able to get back into it whatsoever. Uh, and, you know, if you look at it from an outside perspective, okay, they play Iowa State last week on Wednesday, then they go to Austin, then they go to Waco. That's three straight top 11 teams they are playing. Yes. It's a 94-60 to 60 final in Austin. Uh, not not good. Not good. There was a lot of turnovers in the game. A lot, lot, lot of things just did not go the Mountaineers' way. Evan Matthews leads the team with 13 points. It, it, it just wasn't. Wasn't enough uh, whatsoever across the board. You know, Eric Stevenson had one three-pointer. Uh, mm-hmm. Just just a bad, bad game uh, for this team. And then you look and think maybe they can bounce back against Baylor. Uh, they shoot 45%. They shoot 33% from three, 75% from the free-throw line. But it was more, I think, in my opinion, in that game had to do with what Baylor was doing uh crier had one of the best games i've ever seen individually uh for a kid in college basketball oh my gosh eight Um, for 11 from three right yeah eight of 11 from beyond the arc that's just you know sometimes you just can't stop a guy because he has a night like that and that's how college basketball goes um but they had four guys over double digits but eight of 11 from three it's just really weird that sometimes you know you see Guys have their career nights against West Virginia, night in and night out. And I feel like, you know, sometimes West Virginia is able still to come back out and win that game. But it really, to me, feels like this season, everything has gone even steeper for this men's basketball team in Big 12 play. Um, obviously, the conference record of four of nine doesn't really show that, but 11 and three at home versus two and seven on the road kind of does a little bit more. Yeah. Right? 15 and 11 overall kind of shows that more so than, than the other stats do. Um, and, and so that's kind of where my head is at with this team. I remember last week and maybe the week before, too, when we talk about this men's basketball team, we said three of five to close out the year, puts them at 18 wins. That was my magic number before the year. That's still my magic number to make the tournament, and that's regular season finish. If they can go at one or two in Kansas City, I think that they're definitely a lock. They're still one of the last four in with a bye right now, according to the latest ESPN bracketology. So I, 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 I get that you can be frustrated with where the team is at right now. However, to me, you cannot change expectations throughout the year based off of the most recent game. I, I don't think that that's fair. We saw Stevenson light it up two or three games in a row. He's come way back down to earth, maybe more so than, we, than he should be. We'll see if he can bounce back here tomorrow. Uh, at the Coliseum against Texas Tech. This is the team they've already beaten this season. Then they've got Oklahoma State. You could argue a team they should have already beaten on Monday night, uh, and then they go to Lawrence. So if I, if they can win the two home games and 
then they fall to Kansas, I still think that, okay, this team's going to be a tournament team. That was the goal at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Don't change expectations. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. And I think, you know, I think it helps that, I think it helps ease the minds of Mountaineer fans whenever you think about the fact that, you know, almost every other Big 12 team is losing on the road too, you know? Right. Kansas State yeah. just fell at Oklahoma to, yeah. you know. And, and this is an Oklahoma team who's quote-unquote at the bottom of the league, even though they beat the number two team in the country by 30 yes. during the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Yeah. Like, and, and now that and now that number is. and now that number two team is or at least they were number, number one. one last week. Yeah, I uh, know. And then they go to on the road and lose to Auburn, a team that West Virginia had beaten. Or no, they beat <laughs> Auburn, excuse me. I'm 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 wrong there. I thought they beat Auburn. They uh, Alabama did beat Auburn. So it was very tight though. I I forgot. My bad. That's my bad there. Oh no, you're good. But no, I I, I agree with you. Um and again, my my stance completely is the fact that you cannot look ahead and look behind at the same time. You can't change the expectations from the beginning of the year to now. If this team was undefeated or something, okay, maybe that's a little bit different. But they're right where I expected them to be at this point. You can be frustrated with the fact that you know they go on the road and lose by thirty at Texas, but they're still slated to be a tournament team, and you wanted them to be a tournament team at the beginning of the year. Okay, then they're doing what you wanted them to do. Yeah. Um, you know, th- this is a Big 12 league that theoretically all 10 teams could make the NCAA tournament. <clears throat> yeah, and, absolutely. And I don't think that that's an overstatement. Uh, you-, you said it the other night, Oklahoma just won at home against K-State. They- they've played well lately. Other than that night in Morgantown, right? So, yeah. I-, I mean, it- it's just how good this league is. Yeah, and 100% honesty, I think that – until WVU gets paired against a Big 12 team, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I see them losing in the NCAA tournament. No, I said that too. Uh, unless uh, unless know, they I, play I, against I, like Purdue again, because Purdue is just that good, you know. Right, but even even Purdue at times this season, if you can get Zach Eady into foul trouble, there's no reason you can't beat them. Because besides them, that's all they are. Yes. Um, and, and so I, I think you're right. If they don't have to play a Big 12 team in the first two weeks, and even if they do, that's a toss-up then in my opinion, Yeah. Um, then you could say, oh, this is going to be a team that makes it to the second weekend. And if you can make it to the second weekend, then you know that's where runs really start. And mm-hmm. there's no reason this team can't go on a run then thereafter. Eric Stevenson is one heck of a scorer when he's on. And, and at neutral site games this season, West Virginia is 2-1. and one. I, I get that's only a three-game, you know, sort of, prism to look through but you, you're going to take it that one loss is against purdue and you had them with a four-point lead at the two-minute point left in that game yep. so I, I just think that you know when you look at it there's not a reason to really be as pessimistic as some of the mountaineer fans are 15 and 11 in the conference or 15 11 overall four and nine in the conference you got a ton of whole games coming up if you can win at home like you have been all year this team's going to make the tournament yep Absolutely. All right, let's move on. Tell me, tell me about tennis. I know that you uh, were there. Oh my gosh! Last week, I, you know, I kind of rushed out of here. I, I was like, you know, gotta hurry it up. I'm gonna go watch tennis, and I yep. saw probably my favorite WVU sporting event I've seen as a student so far. I, that that was. It was so insanely fun. Let me let me lay it out for you. I've, I've talked to you about tennis rules before. There are seven overall points you can score in tennis duels. And the Mountaineers found themselves down 
3-1. And then they get, you know, their sophomore, their leader of this team right now, Camila Bossi, steps in, wins in a third set tiebreaker. And then redshirt freshman Maya Dodic steps in and really wins, you know, let me pull up the score to make sure, but it wasn't exactly uh, close for her match. She 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 had her way. She she had her way during that match. Uh, why am I not seeing her name? Yeah, six two six one. Yeah, straight okay. sets. So, Solid win. Yeah 12, yeah, twelve points to four points. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so the match comes down to fifth year senior Penny J. And she came through and won six four seven five, and it was such a fun match to watch. Penny last year, Penny wasn't as a key of a player in their rotation as she is this year, and she has really stepped up. This is the second time this year she has come through in the final match to win and seal the win for the Mountaineers. Uh, the other one was whenever the team won 4-3 at Indiana. And mm-hmm. I was super impressed with what I've seen from her so far this season and in that match. It was super fun. I I took a video of that final point and I put it on Twitter. Um, I just had to have a video of that. And the team, you know, they really rallied around her. They were cheering her on. Because, I mean, this is Marshall. Mar- yeah, it was Marshall. Marshall University. And you could tell there was an extra level of competitiveness from the herd. And the Mountaineers, it was a little bit of a slow start, like I mentioned, went down 1-3. But they really got it together, and they matched that energy, and they came out on top. And it was so much fun. So much fun. Well, that's good. That's it, good. I'm glad for them. If you're a tennis fan in Morgantown, we, we've said this before, kind of, talking about women's basketball but if you're if you're a tennis fan in morgantown come watch this team i know it hasn't been one of wvu's more successful programs in the past but i really think that they've hit a point where they're seriously improving and they're competing week in and week out and it is so much fun as like an average tennis fan you know i really really enjoy getting to go and cover this team that's good, and then they follow that up with a dominant performance over the mount as well. So they oh, go yeah. two and zero on the weekend. Yep. Yeah, they Can't did. Complain there. Nope, not at all. Uh, the rifle team, Luke. They they went over to Lexington, like we said, one of their last regular season matchups. Uh, Lex, or Lexington, Kentucky was ranked number four. West Virginia was number three. This is the third time the teams faced off this year. West Virginia loses for the first time this season. It was close. Um, but, you know, I, I think that this team is really gearing up and getting ready to go uh, for the postseason. Uh, this weekend, they are at NCAA qualifying in Lexington, Virginia, um, which is that a type? Is Lexington, Virginia a place, Luke? Lexington, Virginia? I, I, I would assume that means Lexington, Kentucky. That's probably a typo. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, I okay, mean, whatever. I've if never heard of Lexington, Virginia, Virginia. They're in Lexington, Virginia. If not, they're in Lexington, Kentucky for NCAA yeah. qualifying this weekend. I think that's uh, uh, definitely Lexington, Kentucky. The uh, website just might have a typo on it, which is okay. But 
Uh, it, it was, again, a very tight score. It was 4734, so 4,734 to 4,726. So it's right there on the edge. Um, just not able to pull it out uh, against the top five team in Kentucky. It's really hard to beat a, three, a team three times in a season, uh, oh, yeah. and they were not able to do that. They are 2-1, and one, though, against the Wildcats this season, and, and now they're going to uh, – Get ready for the off season and this week or the postseason, excuse me, which starts again this weekend. Yeah, uh, on, on uh, it was the, the uh, NCAA qualifiers they have coming up this weekend. Do what? NCAA qualifiers. Right, 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 and it's in Lexington, either Virginia or Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Lexington, Virginia, does not exist. <laughs> I, I've never heard of it. I haven't spent yeah, too much time in Virginia. No, as well, much as right, as much as many people back, may believe on the campus of the Wildcats is what I'm assuming. It's true. Uh, on the mats, the wrestling team, uh, they they were able to close out Big Twelve play uh, with a win over the Air Force. Um, Tucker Owens uh, of the Air Force was able to beat uh, Colton Drousis of West Virginia in the 125 pound weight class. Uh, West Virginia lost both of the 133 and 125 pound weight class, but they were able to pull out some wins. In the 141 through 174 weight class, actually through 184 weight class. Um, so they only lost in four of them. Uh, some of the winners included Anthony Carmen uh, winning 2 nothing at 184. Scott Joel winning 10-2 at 174. Peyton Hall, number 12 in the country, uh, winning 20-7 at the 165-pound weight class. Caleb Dowling uh, defeat uh, Jack Gatos 4-3, uh, so that was a really tight one. And 157, and number 20 in the country, Santa Hillings, uh, is able to beat Dylan Martinez of the Air Force 5'4 at 149. Jordan Titus, 6'3, wins at the 141-pound weight class. So they're able to close it out with a win there, uh, which is good to see as now they get ready for their postseason on, on the mats. Um, so, so that's nice to see, Luke. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a the wrestling team's been a little bit on and off. I think they're kind of almost alternating wins and losses. Um, yeah. But I mean, I'm not the biggest wrestling guy. I'm not all that familiar with the sport, so I'm not going to try to commentate more on it than what I'm able to. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just you know we're gonna I'm just gonna put that out there right now. But you know, Peyton Hall, number twelve in the country. I mean, that's exciting. That's really exciting for this program. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Uh, you got the track and field pulled up, or you want me to read that off as well? Uh, might be best if you do it. I can pull up the okay. recap from the DA real quick. That's fine. It, it, you know, we're struggling this week. We're not together. That's uh, true. So it's a little, we're, little the, chem tough, the chemistry's but... a little bit off right now. Yeah, all right. I'll let you do gymnastics. I'll, I'll handle track really quickly, and then I'll, I'll talk about the golf team uh, as well. Uh, they were at the Marshall Invite. You know, track, they go to these huge invites, so it's a little harder um, to kind of see how – the team itself uh, finishes up. They're going back up to the Penn State tune-up. They've been at Penn State every weekend, but last weekend when they were at the Marshall Invite, man, I, I tell you, Happy Valley, uh, one of the crown jewels of the track and field world, um, no doubt about it. Uh, as far as what I, I was able to get from this, uh, Emily Bryce, who we talked about, that a personal best in the mile, 506-67. Um, and that beats her best time from last week, which was 508.75. So that's nice to see. Uh, Tizana Epps competed in the 800 in Huntington, 229.78. Uh, 
that's a new personal best by over four seconds. She's the uh, she ran it in a 233 uh, at the Penn State invite tune up last year on February 18th, which is again this weekend again. Um, so that's good to see. Tez Constantine took uh, the or ran the 200 personal best at 25:35. Olivia Cress uh, and sophomore Gamani Hausch. And Sierra Heisley also competed in the 200. Uh, Cress had a personal best of 25.97. Howe ran a 27.75. And Heisley, uh, or Heisey, excuse me, 27.37. So, again, they are going to be at Penn State this weekend for another tune-up meet there. But that's nice to see some personal best as the season for track is really starting to kick off now. Yeah, super exciting. And, I mean, they've had success recently. I mean, we saw recently the DMR team broke a school record. So yeah. pretty exciting time for the track team. And, I mean, you can't talk about the track team without talking about Caitlin McCade. And I think she is really, you know, she's coming into her own, you know. Yeah. I don't want to – maybe that's not the maybe that's not the best verbiage because she's, you know, been on the team for a little while. But she's consistently been – right there you know you look at races she is always finishing near the front and you know i think the mountaineers are lucky to have her you know yeah i agree with you there you got gymnastics for me now <clears throat> yes one second so gymnastics uh went to number eight denver and yes, took a, they did. yes took a loss uh they lost every event except for one where they tied um, both teams tied at 49.15 on... Well, okay, Lou, come on now. That's not fair. They lost the meet by about three points total, all right? No, I'm, I'm just, say, I'm just saying... No, I'm not saying it like that. They're, I mean, Denver came out on top in all of them, but one. Yeah. You know, they tied yeah, at, no, right, at 49.15 on the floor. Uh, yeah, four. So let me get that pulled back up. I did talk to uh, Kiana Lewis of the gymnastics team. We mentioned her last weekend, uh, Reed College girl, uh, so we know her. Yes, um, yes. She, she stopped by at the U92, the most pledged drive live in the mountain layer, which you can still donate to through this weekend, by the way. So if you have not yet, you would like to go to U92themoose.com slash donate to help us out there. We have blown through the goal over $9,000 raised for U92, which is just awesome. We appreciate it. Um, but I was talking to Kiana, and she – uh, I'm going to paraphrase very, very, very lightly. Um, she just said that the team is in a good headspace, and so that's that's good to hear. Um, and so uh, you, you, you do like to hear that. Obviously, some of the matches haven't turned their way, but it's very early still. Uh, lots of competing left to go for them this season. Yeah. I think gymnastics is one of those sports that you need a good headspace. I think you need, like, confidence to do that. You know, yeah, because yeah, you're I, like, I don't you're, think I could do any of the things they do. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, maybe some of it. I'll take me out to the mat right now. I'll, I'll, I'll show you a little skill. I'm just kidding. Uh, but, oh, okay. What are you going to do? A, uh, roll over? I don't know. <laughs> a, 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 a basic, a basic somersault. Can we, can we get Luke Blaine on the uneven bars? See what happens? Oh, I'm, I'm sure that would be a sight right there. Can you just swing from one to the other? Like I don't know if I could even do that. Like just drop from one to the other. I don't. I don't know. 
I, uh, y you know what we could do? Uh, if you, if any of you follow the, um, Mountaineer playbook from the university, our very own Ben Mackey played a, uh, played tennis against one of the girls from the team. Have you seen that, Tanner? No, I have not seen I did not know that this was a thing. Oh, ben you did probably hid this from me on purpose. Oh, no, he, uh, it, if you go to the, um, Media Innovation Center, it'll be there, like, you know, oh, he, okay. he he had his racket. the The two were mic'd up, and he he went out there and played against Kendall Kovic from the tennis team. And yeah, it was it was a. Did he score one point? I I don't know. I they don't have the volume on in the media no center, so. Okay. okay. I uh, I'll I'll have to go back and watch it online, but I think we could do that, and put me out there with a gymnast. I I think that we should probably set that up. <laughs> that would I think be great. That, that would be fun. We'll do, it, uh, we'll do it audio golf. only for the golf. podcast. I'll go play golf with uh, Sean Kovic and the team over there. Yeah, I uh, like it. I like it. Uh, I, I'm ready to talk about golf. If you have anything else to add about gymnastics, go ahead. No, I, I got nothing else for gymnastics. Um, I think, you know, for going against the number eight team in the country, I think that, you know, a deficit of that size is something you're – Yeah, three points in the Three the points, the yeah. I, I think you're comfortable with that. that all right, well, the, the uh, golf team, excuse me, uh, John Kovic's boys, they were down there in Gainesville. Uh, the tournament had to be delayed a little bit because of lightning on Saturday. But Westy McCabe, the freshman golfer, posted a top 20 finish, and uh, junior Will Stakel had the lowest third-round score in the entire tournament, so that's not bad. Uh, McCabe finished 18th with a 214 three-day total. He went 70, 70, 74, four over par. That's not bad. Uh, only seven golfers in the field under par. Uh, and then Stakel, uh, he had a two under par, 68 in the third round, which was the lowest uh, of the day for a 218 finish. So not bad from him either. Max Green uh, finished with 221, 11 over. Jackson Davenport, uh, 20 over. And then my guy, Trent Tipton from Columbus, Ohio. I played golf with him a couple times. 73, uh -huh. 79, 80, a 232, 22 over three day finish for him. Uh, Mountaineers finished tied for 10th place. So that's not bad. The uh, conditions were difficult, said Coach Kovic, really high winds. Um, and they were able to kind of get back into it. you, you got to remember that uh, golf can't be played up in the north in the winter. So you get down there and play in that, that that's good to see. Uh, Luke, if you would like to take a vacation next weekend, how about we go uh, down there with the golf team? They're playing in Dorado, Puerto Rico. You want to go to that? And I'm so jealous of the golf team. Every every week they go somewhere that's so much better than here. <laughs> I mean, Puerto Rico? Are you kidding me? Can, yeah. we, can we get some space on the jet there or whatever they're taking yeah, over? Yeah, I know. Like we'll, we'll, we'll set up we'll set up a little commentary table. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'll do anything. I, come on, get me to Puerto Rico? Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. I mean, we had a we had a day last week where it was seventy, but now it's back to like. Yeah, I hear the weather there's not good. No, it's... Uh, how's the weather where you are? Storm watches everywhere. The weather in Alaska is great. Luke. Oh, yeah. I'm really yeah. happy to hear that. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Um, no, I, I, yeah, I heard that it was just pouring rain, uh, so not surprising. It all. has been, yeah. Okay. Well, that's sucks, but man. I, I must say, I, think we, I don't think we can go through the podcast without addressing the um, conclusion of the 92ers season yesterday. Um, uh, Coach Lambert, the, the word I'm going to use. What is it? 
heartbreaking. It was. It was. They yeah. all credit to the opponents. Um, I believe their team name is uh, Will Sue if we lose. Um, <clears throat> I, I do like that. Now we had. I I got some friends there, so we had a little bit of a crowd. But well, it, I I heard that the moose showed up. The moose did show up. Joel Butcher in the uh. Whoa in the whoa, 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 Wait. whoa 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 Joel Butcher and the moose were there together. Wow. Yeah, that's true. They, it's uh, it's like they joined they conjoined into one like the um like the actually, power like the Power Rangers you know actually, no I don't but yes sure you never watched Power Rangers no never as a kid no really Isn't the green guy the bad one or something I don't remember yeah, the green they're all good oh see yeah that's how much I know I thought yeah. the green one like turned on everybody or something I don't know maybe he did I wasn't all that familiar uh, I with it I just thought right. it. I just Luke, thought it was. This on the, what is it? What? I just thought it was cool. They had colorful costumes and they they fought bad guys. Okay. I, I was Fair content enough. with that. I wasn't much into the uh, lore of Power Rangers. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, what I was going to say was let's let's knock out this weekend preview uh, in the same episode. I know you got to get to class, and I'm going to have to try to change some of the volume throughout this mm-hmm. in post production here today, uh, as That's it is Friday, you. February seventeenth. 12 noon in Morgantown, 8 a.m. here in Alaska. Uh, Luke, uh, lots of great opportunities this weekend for every team, I would say, for the most part. Um, And we also have the start to baseball, which I'm very excited for. Yeah, they face off in three games against uh, at Georgia Southern, right? I believe. I don't have it pulled up right now, but that's what I remember it being. Yep, they, they, they start against Georgia Southern here tonight at 6.30 p.m. will be first pitch out there on the East Coast. Uh, track and field, we mentioned, is at the Penn State tune-up invite. The wrestling team is home against Clarion. Rifle is at NCAA qualifying. Uh, men's basketball is home against Tech here on, or tomorrow, I guess I should say, the Coliseum. They're also home on Monday as they host the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. Yeah, so I think that <clears throat> these are two games that you're happy to be playing at home after last weekend. I think they have a really good chance to win both of those. I mean, you lose by, was it one point at Oklahoma State? It was close. I, I think it was. It was a game where they missed 50 free throws or something. Yes. I mean, obviously, that's an exaggeration. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, and was, I mean, that was very early on in Big 12 play when the free throws were the biggest problem the team faced. Yeah. And tomorrow, you've already beaten Texas Tech at Tech. You know, so right. I think that you feel comfortable coming into tomorrow. Not complacent. You got to, you know, come through and you got to win. But I think that gives you some more confidence coming into this one. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you traveling to Radford by chance for tennis this weekend? That's I, where tennis. I, I wish I was, honestly, because they uh, both of them are, I believe, at Virginia Tech. I think Radford is coming to Tech to play uh, WVU. Right, because they play Tech as well. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, they play Virginia Tech on Sunday at 1 p.m. Um, yep. Those are two very winnable matches. I'm not all that familiar with uh, Virginia Tech's team, but oh, they have a they have a live stream. That's a win right there. <laughs> that is a win. I will be. I'll try to watch as oh, much man. of that as I can. I'm, I'm a big sure tennis guy, in case nobody's noticed. Um, but, yeah, super fun watching the tennis team. There you go. Wrestling is at Lock Haven. Uh, gymnastics is hosting Bowling Green. 
Uh, again, baseball has the series all weekend against Georgia Southern. The women's basketball team is going down to play uh, Texas and Austin, and that's a Texas team that just lost to the Iowa State team that West Virginia beat. So that that's a win right there without even playing. Um, baseball will also play Maryland this weekend. And then men's and women's swim are at Big 12 championships. That's also down in Austin at what I think is probably close to, if not the best pool in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely crazy what they did down there at the Aquatic Center in Austin. Yeah. So a, a big weekend of events. <clears throat> yeah, super exciting. You know, it's always fun whenever you get into championship time for a lot of these teams. You know, yeah, approaching no, that. No, for... you sound tired, man. You okay? No, I'm. I just I ra- I ran a lot yesterday. You know, I. Oh, okay. I uh, I got to be honest. I wasn't much help out there, if I have to if I have to put it bluntly. I uh, I think I shot about five or six threes. None of them fell. Oh man. I wasn't I wasn't getting so, it done. So, so wait wait wait. What you're telling me is that uh, radio or radio U92 and D- daily FNM contributor, Jonathan Hamilton finishes with more threes on the season than you do. <laughs> yeah. I, yes. I, I, way to look at that, 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 that is, that is the case. Um, and I, I've been talking to the guys. We want to get in, we want to get in and put in work in the off season. I think we have I some real so. potential. I, hey, listen. Maybe, maybe we'll go talk to Coach P and Coach Hugs and see if we can get some time in the practice facility. I, I like it. <laughs> I, could could you imagine like pulling up to the wreck and we have Coach P there like leading the team? What, what, so I'm out of a job now. I mean, if it's between you and Don Plitzewhite, I mean, I'm sorry, Tanner. <laughs> but I, I I think I think we know the direction we have to go there. Okay, I see how it is, man. Yeah. I see how it is. Hey, she she's really turned around this women's basketball team. I believe she could turn around the 92ers, too. I turn around? I mean, yeah. We're 0-3, Tanner. We turn need a turnaround. Turn I mean, they went 15-15 last year and year before they made an NCAA tournament. Yeah. You know, they're just kind of our, our bettering the team. As you yeah. can hear, the pool here in Alaska is alive with the whole <laughs> people. Uh, sorry about that. Are you Are you at a pool right now? Uh, yeah, I'm outside of the pool. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, it, come on, it's 18 degrees here in Fairbanks. That's true. Yeah, you got Warm it. enough to get outside and do the polar plunge. <laughs> Sit out and have a Coke with a polar bear, right? Yeah, that's what it's about, man. All right, man. Well, I think that'll do it for this week's episode of the Mountaineer Sports Insider. We, again, apologize for any of the technical issues that you guys face out there as listeners. Uh, we greatly appreciate all of you for subscribing to the Mountaineer Sports Insider newsletter. Oh, really quickly, too, Joe Missoula, new head coach of the Celtics full-time. That's awesome to see uh, for Mountaineers yes, in the pros, um, Luke. But, uh, again, really circling back now to the Mountaineer Sports Insider, we've got a great listenership. We appreciate it. It seems that we have multiple, multiple, multiple dozens and dozens of you that come back week after week. Uh, we've seen some numbers as far as the um, newsletter goes, and they're huge. We love oh to see it. We thank you. This was an experiment that we're going to continue to do and continue to evolve with and grow um, as we turn on here, right? Yes, absolutely. This is this is a lot of fun. Happy with what we're getting to do here. Get, get coverage in of our fellow student-athletes, especially smaller sports. That's something I really enjoy you know those non-football basketball 
get in there and show those students some love and talk about their accomplishments too. So this is yeah. this is because a great opportunity. It, it's important. Yes. It's a quote unquote non-revenue sport doesn't mean it doesn't matter because they matter to us. Yes. And we hope they matter to you and that we can grow uh, your love for them as well because they're wearing gold and blue too. Yep. All right. Well, I'll talk to you next week, Luke. Thanks for tuning in yep. uh, to this week's edition of the Mountaineer Sports Insider and Weekend Preview. That'll do it for us. All right.